0: Welcome to the Strength Culture
1: Podcast.
0: Alright guys, Jeff here, Strength Culture. Um, It's been a little while since I've done a podcast, so I feel like... You know the first time you go on stage ever where you like do a speech and you're like super nervous but... and you're picturing everybody naked but it's just me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I feel like right now. Um so we're gonna do something a little different today. Um for those that have been following for a while and for those that are totally new, we're just gonna do a quick little kind of get to know me QA kind of thing. Um I have Brendan here with me. Brendan is has been a member at Strength Culture for basically since since it open right yeah exactly For, like, since it's, it's opened and yeah. uh yeah and he's a trainer there he coaches he does he owns sweet cree so you guys have heard me talk about sweet cree before um also sent out an email about it so that's basically the only supplement outside of some basic vitamins that i take so it's great mm-hmm. stuff uh this is the guy to talk to about it and uh he's yeah. going to help out with kind of getting this podcast he's been poking me to get the podcast regoing and and he's helped me out with some marketing stuff at the gym too so
1: yeah exactly once uh, once i started training at strength culture i listened to every single podcast (laughs) and then i probably listened to some again and then i kept on asking him over and over again so i'm like yeah i'm excited just to be able to help him and just get it going again so yeah it's hard to pin me down so (laughs) yeah that's been fun (laughs) cool awesome well yeah so i had some questions just that i got together and some that other people had also asked so i just wanted to ask those obviously i figured it would be good for you guys just to get to know jeff personally you know more than just obviously the stuff that he posts about fitness and you know flexibility strength training all of that so first of all just to know more about you personally what is your favorite training style Because, you know, people that have been following you for a long time know that you started a lot doing flexibility and then over time you've also changed to be doing, I would say more strength training stuff just with the squatting and everything. So yeah, what's your personal favorite? Like what do you enjoy doing the most?
0: So I, you know, my training has changed a lot. I've kind of come full circle at points. um, I guess to just kind of backtrack a bit, you know, I started I was a baseball player, didn't really do a lot of strength and training and conditioning back when I played because it just wasn't part of the culture of the sport really that much then. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Typical high school was kind of when I started lifting, um, going to like a local rec center with buddies and just basically only training upper body, you know. That's still Um, what I do. (laughs) So like just on that, um, then got into CrossFit, CrossFit I did for quite a while, about four or five years. Um, through that, really got into um, gymnastic strength training, which obviously included a lot of like calisthenics and body weight stuff. Um, and then that's when I got into a lot of the flexibility work. And, um, and then, you know, over the years, just kind of found my way back to um, weight training, weightlifting. So I guess now it's, it, it, you know, I, it, I guess you could consider it a sort of hybrid cross training of like I mix elements of powerlifting, weightlifting, bodybuilding, you know, cardiovascular training. Um, I'm playing rugby, so so a lot of my training has, has once I got kind of back into playing a sport and a contact sport at that, it did change my training a little bit just because um, I'm not as strong as I was prior to rugby season in terms of like the numbers I'm able to put up. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it's a blend of I just use the the primary compound lifts to drive strength, uh, squats, deadlifts, bench press, you know, overhead press, like your pretty basic uh, compounds. Mm-hmm. And then my accessory work is very, it varies a lot, especially since playing rugby <laughs> tore a bicep and, and fractured my, my fibula. So yeah. I've had to work around injuries basically for the past, well, it's almost the end of March now. So I'd say four months. Um, so that's been interesting because you know it just changes kind of what you can do and, and what you can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you know, there's no real a lot. I've, I've introduced a lot more cardiovascular training just to be in shape for rugby. Mm-hmm. Um, and also to help with the, with the injuries and stuff like that. And just from a general physical standpoint. So, yeah. you know, high, you know, power building hybrid kind of <laughs> like powerlifting, bodybuilding, um, you know so really at the end of the day to me all training pretty much looks relatively the same Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah that's like what I do now just try to stay strong try to keep some muscle mass on because of the position that I play in rugby Um, I'm a forward so you have to be a little bigger stronger um, and uh, you know but you still have to be fast so Uh, way, at least for the position that I play. So yeah, I mean, there's no real, I guess that's what you call it. It's just like a cross. Yeah. It's like all encompassing. basically. Yeah. You know, some strength work, some bodybuilding accessory work, which can include just like pump work or maybe mobility stuff. Yeah. Um, and then, and then just like some, a lot of low and cardio. So just like a lot of Zone two. Yeah, but then you're playing
1: rugby as well. So but you're then getting... playing rugby, <laughs> like, you
0: know, well, until the f- fibula injury, at least, yeah. like, practice four hours a week, and then games are about two hours. So, about yeah, six so hours a week. Yeah, yeah, so a lot well, of cardio.
1: What I like about that answer is that it's like, I don't know, it's not sexy because, you know, you'll have a lot of trainers that will say, only do, you know, strength training, only do hypertrophy, yeah. only do cardio. Yeah. It, it's the best thing, you know, just yeah. because that sounds sexier. And like from a marketing standpoint, it's much easier to get people to sign up for your program if you have the best blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. But like, that's a very, you know, real and like truthful answer yeah. is that it's all encompassing. You know what I mean? Like cardio is important for your health, you yeah. know, maybe not for fat loss or whatever. And right. you know, you can argue all these things, but Like, they all have their place, so it's good to be able to use all of them. Like, use all the tools in your tool belt, not just one tool
0: overly used. Yeah, and and I'd say, like, my volume, training volume honestly hasn't changed that much. Like, I still do resistance training four days a week. Um, Obviously, I own a gym and I do this for a living, so I have a little bit more time than most other people, but then I'll probably throw in anywhere. I try to get about, three hours of cardio a week on top of everything else. So, you know, I'm still training more or less seven to eight hours a week in the gym. Yeah. On top of the six uh, that I spend with at rugby or with rugby. So my volume still high. That's the one question I get a lot is like, how my training has changed since playing rugby. Cause mm-hmm. a lot of, I, I personally think the mistake that a lot of people make is they go in off season, they've done a lot of training And then they get their first week back into their sport and then they're like tired and fatigued. And it's like, well, of course you're tired and fatigued because you just added a totally new stimulus. But they don't, Mm -hmm. like you'll adapt to that, like you'll adapt to that work capacity. Yeah, like a a lot of people think that, oh, I'm fatigued, so it's just too much. It's just too much. It's like you just added like a completely new stimulus on top of what you're already doing. Give it two two or three weeks to like Adjust. adjust and adapt. And if you still really feel like you're just getting beat up or you're just tired all the time, then, yeah, for sure, look at recovery. Are you sleeping well? Are you eating enough food? That's yeah. going to be the primary thing is, like, actually eating enough food. Those
1: two are, like, at least 50% of it. Yeah,
0: and then you can go looking at adjusting training volume. Yeah, do yeah. you need to train four days a week during a season? No, like, you know, probably two or three days is, is plenty. Yeah, um, exactly. And then you have, like, all these people that are, in, you know, that are – living unhealthy lifestyles in terms of getting minimal sleep. Yeah, and even athletes. And- like a lot of people just assume that athletes are just have like this optimized lifestyle of recovery and oftentimes it's not true. Yeah, exactly. In many exactly. cases it's, it's worse because within rugby there's a culture of you know, <laughs> drinking and stuff like that, you know? So it, you, know, you have to just kind of look at and be honest about um, everything outside of that. But yeah, the yeah. first thing that they do is they want to drop the training because they, they experience some fatigue, due to this, this new, uh, like volume of work that they're doing in a, in a week's time. And they're just not, in my opinion, they're just not giving it enough time to really like adjust and then feel better. Like I feel great. Like I can train and then go to rugby in the same Mm -hmm. night and I feel fine and perform super well. And it's like, I don't feel like it's at all limiting me, but I also don't have the idea that it is. So I'm I'm not like limiting myself before I even try to experience it. But yeah, that's kind of what my training looks like now
1: yeah okay good and this is almost like a tangent from that question what's your recovery like then like because you know you have some people that are all into biohacking and they go and you know take their cold plunges and whatever but like i, I know that you're pretty simple you know what i mean but like
0: it is important so like what do you do for recovery so the cardio especially the like low moderate level is definitely helps with recovery 100 um i would say i've adjusted my sleep a lot like mm-hmm. i i used like It wasn't too long ago that I would push it and and maybe do just like a seven hour night like Mm -hmm. seven hours of sleep I'd stay up a few hours and whatever yeah but now I've actually really made it a point that I'm in bed because because I train the football team early in the morning now Mm -hmm. so I have to be at the gym early and so I've just really made it a point that I'm in bed and I'm getting at least eight but I've been getting like nine some nights I'm going to bed that's great like, like 8 yeah and I feel great yeah so yeah. um while I'm you know <laughs> injured, <laughs> like I feel injuries. good yeah. so I definitely think that's probably like the number one place that people can really like start tweaking because mm-hmm. like I just don't think most people sleep well yeah exactly um, so that's that's like the, the biggest thing is just it, you'd be surprised what an hour or two extra like good solid sleep yeah yeah yeah, exactly. So, you don't have to
1: go crazy with all this cold plunging, sauna, whatever. But exactly. if you're, if you get the basics in of sleep yep. and good food, you know, I'm not saying go and yep. shop at Whole Foods every meal and whatever, you know, yep. but still like just in general paying attention to what you're doing is that. Yeah. Good? I
0: mean, do what you like, do what helps, you know, yeah. I, I don't want to, I would never like nocebo people out of like doing things that they feel are beneficial to them. Yeah. Um. You know whether it's stretching or like you said sauna or cold plunge or what you know but food and and sleep are usually the lowest hanging fruits because they're two things you have to do anyway yeah right like they're, they're like two things that no matter what you have to sleep and you have to eat um so they're like you know they're things that you can just kind of tweak and modify it's like yeah maybe you know maybe just instead of 30 minutes in the cold plunge and whatever in the sauna, maybe just get another hour of sleep. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's individual. Some people feel like they do fine on on seven or you know hours of sleep some six Mm -hmm. um i have noticed a big difference of like actually really trying to get eight to nine hours of sleep at night yeah it's definitely been a big big difference for me good well that's pretty simple and easy to do (laughs) i think so
1: cool okay good so the next question so yeah and you were kind of touching on this just like with the rugby and everything but what's your personal fitness goal are you just trying to become more athletic right now like like do you want to get stronger what do you want out of fitness
0: yeah so i'm I'm continuing to try to get stronger, um, and I have been. You know, the the level of intensity that I'm operating at in the weight room has come down a little bit in terms of I'm not trying to necessarily max. Like so, historically, I would basically work up to top sets on almost everything, like almost within at least of an RPE of nine or something within a yeah. rep of failure. Yeah, right. On things that are safe to do it, there are things where I just go to absolute failure. Even now, like ab training, arms, you know, stuff where it's like you can just blast it and you don't really. But Mm -hmm. for the strength work, like squats, deadlifts, a lot of my compounds, I'm probably staying within like an RPE of seven to eight, making sure that I'm moving the weight relatively quickly. I'm not slowing down. Like two Um, to three reps in the day? Yeah, exactly. And so, um, so I'm still trying, it's just, it kind of just kind of slowed the the pacing down a little bit. Like Mm. I'm not in a rush because I'm in... I'll be in fitness my whole life in some capacity, yeah. so it's like, you know, managing the rugby, just keeping healthy, staying healthy, aside of just, like, con- like, you know, freak accidents or whatever. Yeah, recover, like, recover from Yeah, but no, I've had no soft tissue injuries, I've had no soft, you know, yeah, that's no big. tweaks, no hamstring this or groin this or nothing, so it's yeah. just kind of been smart, listening to my body, training hard still using the accessory work at like I've been targeting that towards things like mobility, um, keeping things open up, maintaining range of motion. Yeah. Um, and then like getting good bodybuilding work into like the arms now with the bicep. And so, yeah, you know, no, no big goals, you know, it's just to continue to right now. It's just really to just, Training is to kind of supplement rugby more or less mm. for however long I decide to do that. And, um, like I just it's for me at this point, like it's just I'm going to show up and do it anyway. Yeah, it's like sustainable, not driving yourself into the ground, basically. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, that's exactly it. So, I'm just not because of rugby, yeah, I'm not just driving myself into the ground as hard as possible when I'm training it doesn't mean I'm not training hard it doesn't mean yeah that, but it just means that like I'm just being a little bit more intelligent about how I how that affects you know yeah if I was like one rep maxing all the time on top of trying to like I probably would be really tired and fatigued but you know I'm just being smart yeah exactly you know? yeah be sure. logical <laughs> yeah, you know keep you know be big be strong stay lean like within the Obviously, a lot of people think those are all, like, like kind of conflicting goals, but yeah. it's, like, and and maybe, like, in the most in the most extreme or optimal sense of each one, but basically, I'm just trying to just stay healthy and be healthy and move and... and yeah, like, fitness and, like, health is, like, all-encompassing. It's yeah.
1: not be yeah. lean or be strong, you know? It's, like, yeah. you, you can get your cake and eat it, too, with this, basically.
0: Yeah. It's, like, I, yeah, I, I want to continue to squat more and I want to increase my deadlift and I want to run faster and I want to be leaner and it's like Mm -hmm. they all even though they seem like sort of different goals they're very much intertwined and it's like I just don't have any big stressful time target or like I want to squat 500 by the you know whatever you you know like yeah it's just like I'm just going to continue to improve my numbers and get better and you know and mostly too it's just work on the business like my fitness at this level is very much just like a sustainable habit it's Mm -hmm. not really incredibly goal-oriented it's just like show up have fun do some different stuff hit some different movements and patterns and ranges that i'm not going to get from playing rugby and then make smarter decisions with my training and my accessories and yeah yeah yeah. i could probably ramble on for for just all the (laughs) different ways i think of it but yeah you know it's, it's simple it's not complicated it's not complicated at all um Showing up, just show up and do something, and do it with a good level of intensity, and you just make progress. Yeah, exactly. Just
1: keep moving forward, adding 0.5 or two
0: point five pounds. It's, it's progress. That's so it. that's it. <laughs> yeah, cool. For most people, just showing up is progress. Yeah. Know? So it's like you got to do that, and that's when it comes okay. to like a, people think ath- a lot of athletes love the gym, and some do, but a lot don't. Yeah, you know, a lot really don't. They yeah. they just. They want to do the minimal amount possible with the maximum and result. it's just as hard to get them in the gym sometimes to do the things they need to do and so that's really like step number one is just mm. as long as I keep showing up I'm gonna get better yeah exactly. something yeah that's you know, so. yeah, true yeah. good
1: and then cool so then the next question was so obviously you know most people that are listening know that you have you do a lot of online training and then yep. you, you have your in-person gym down here in Florida so yep. Out of you know all of those, what's like your favorite, or even maybe your top couple of client successes that you've been able to help people with? Whether you know you have a lot of high school kids that I'm sure are like psyched out of their minds that they can squat over 300 pounds, and you know then I'm sure you have some people that are coming off of knee injuries, back, whatever. You know, what are your top three? You know that
0: you've enjoyed helping people with. Um, I think. I think my favorite is definitely still in person, like, it depends, like, my favorite is still definitely training people in person. You just can't make the same impact that you can when you're face to face with somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like obviously over the years, many good coaches have had to get very good at training people online and doing the best that they can do. And it doesn't mean you can't deliver a very good product that way. Yeah in-person is just always going to be better.
1: Yeah, you have more control over what's 100%. happening with that person. So,
0: um, yeah, you know, since opening the gym, I've had some very good success stories with people. Um, one of my clients locally, uh, we'll just call her Y, um, she came to me with back, uh, pretty bad back pain, hip pain, was looking at getting, I believe, back or hip surgery, or maybe both. And how old is she? Around? I wanna, you know, middle, mid-40s maybe. Okay. not um, well, I don't think she'll hear this. So, <laughs> if I'm like completely off the mark. You know? <laughs> yeah, you're in trouble. I've just never asked. <laughs> no, i just curious, But definitely like you're... middle-aged woman. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah so, exactly. just um, people have an idea. Yeah, middle-aged woman, um, very flexible, very active, just hips and back have really just have bothered her for some time mm-hmm. um you know she's been getting shots and again they wanted to do surgery and she kind of came to me out of desperation because she was referred by a friend um who apparently followed me on instagram or something so just she just happened to be a local woman okay. and she came in one day and um we like assessed her and kind of looked at her hips and i got reading on her hips and she had like no hip mobility in one direction and so that was kind of my my approach was like look, like, look, I'll never tell someone not to get surgery. You know, I feel like people need to make the, the decisions with the, informa- the best decisions with the best information they have with sources that they trust. And mm-hmm. it's like always get multiple opinions. Don't just like get one opinion, always get multiple opinions. Um, and she did that and she just really felt like surgery is not something she wanted to do and she wanted to try to handle it before. And, and what I said to her was like worst case scenario you do have to get surgery, but the recovery is going to be, in my opinion, faster and better because you're you're addressing things that are going to have to get addressed even if you get surgery. Yeah, like that's the thing is, is especially with people that go in and have like hip replacements and things like that, is they don't really restore the baseline function, and so they just years down the road they just end up getting the next one. Like mm-hmm. so it's like one way or the other at some point you're gonna have to probably work on these things like in my opinion yeah right? and so she trusted me and and we got to work and um, as far as I know she's as far as I know now uh, she travels a lot and, and stuff like that but she's I think three or four months in like no hip pain no back yeah pain, that's huge um, doesn't have to get surgery doesn't have to go get um, cortisone shots mm-hmm. and, uh, no PRP no like she's able to basically do what she wants she back she's back traveling because yeah she man. got healthier and felt a lot better um and she lost tons of weight in the process and that's not even like something that we like focused heavily on yeah it's just like it's a byproduct of actually being able to train mm-hmm. and move and do stuff like that and then from that oftentimes people will make better decisions with their diet and stuff mm-hmm. anyway yeah um and she's just a really good success story because she was kind of like in a place of desperation yeah and it she had gotten tons of opinions of people that just didn't indicate with her and mm-hmm. so like she had to really trust me yeah because I also had her do a lot of things that she's been told not to do over the years yeah exactly so it's like um so there was a very very high level of trust from the start and and she had and obviously it's paid off for her and and yeah Yeah. it's probably my favorite within the most recent like that's awesome one um because you can just see it Mm -hmm. on them yeah exactly
1: yeah because like not only like at minimum, you saved her thousands of dollars with all of that surgery and everything. Yeah. But even better, you you did literally change her life because now you've enabled her to be able to 100%. travel again. It's yeah. Like she messaged you, me
0: that you know that's awesome. Like so. It, it,
1: anyway, camera cut out, but we're continuing now. That was basically the end of the last question, so I just wanted to end off by asking Jeff, where's the best way to reach him? Because if you guys do have any questions in the meantime, you should just ask him because he will be able to answer them for you and then we can also use those to make more videos like this so that you guys can get your questions answered. Yeah. So where is the best place for them to reach you? Best place
0: is Instagram at the Flexible. that's F-L-E-X-I-B-U-L-L. Um, from there in my bio is multiple links to all the other resources. So cool. email list, um, you can book consultation calls, you can sign up for programs, you can, um, podcast trying mm-hmm. to think what else is on that list so basically it's just the the, the one yeah. it's the hub right now oh, um, until the site is rebuilt but yeah, cool. Instagram is the number one spot good good so then
1: just go to Instagram you can DM him there you can schedule consultations calls you can do anything there basically whatever you want to do with him you can do there yep. so good okay good yeah awesome so then yeah we'll do this again soon with those questions that you guys ask yeah. and yeah yeah, awesome alright bye guys thanks
0: guys welcome to the strength culture podcast
1: I'm chatting the noise, move too
0: quick, can't stop for the talking I hear I'm chatting with the boys, not so tough, but mine's keep passing